is Sandcast, beach volleyball with Travis Mortar and Tribe Born, presented as always by our good friends at VolleyballMag.com. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to announce the winner of our Firefly giveaway from a couple weeks ago from the Steve Obradovich episode, where he had to comment on our Instagram, your favorite quote from OB, which the entire episode was just a string of awesome quotes from OB. The winner goes to Brandon Mariano, 15. That's what his name is on Instagram. He said his favorite quote was when I asked OB, were you and Hav in school at USC together? And he said, no, one asshole left and one came in. Uh, so that's our winner. We will get you the, uh, the Firefly giveaway, Brandon. And now on to the episode for today. Super exciting one. So try, you're no longer just a podcaster. Yeah. You're going back to your day job. That's right. Playing the Manhattan Beach Open. Getting sunburned. How, uh, how stoked are you? Um, very stoked. Very, very stoked. It's, um, my days are much more happy nowadays. I'd imagine. Uh, yeah. Just playing uh, today, this morning, and jumping in the water after, going to USA, getting treatment, then coming and doing my favorite podcast. Uh, it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah, I remember, so you texted me that you you and Trevor, and we got Trevor here on as well. What's up, dude? What's up? Thanks for having me <laughs> once again. Yeah, How's number three. The, you're, uh, you're the Sandcast. Third time. You're the Sandcast leader. I make a record, <laughs> yep. I'm the most wanted man. We might have a Hawaiian. We're going to have to cut. <laughs> We're going to have to cut you after this. <laughs> but, Try, you texted me when I was in line at the grocery store, and this was a couple days before it was, like, announced <laughs> that, uh... <laughs> Stuff's falling around. Stuff's in my falling house. in the kitchen. Uh, you texted me a couple days before, like you announced it and everything. I just like dropped everything and was just like yelling in the grocery store. Really? So I was pretty stoked for you. <laughs> it's been like a full. I met you like a year ago, almost to the day, right? Because we did the live stream together in Manhattan last right. year. Oh yeah. And then so it's come full circle. Dang, crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I would pay to get that grocery store footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, dude, it's crazy. It's been a whole year of podcasting. There's been a lot of good that's come out of the, the break, obviously, mostly the Sandcast. Um, but it's honest, I can't even comprehend it. I'm just kind of going day to day, seeing how it's going to feel tomorrow. I, I think looking back on these next few weeks are going to go, cause we do have Manhattan, uh, we're going to probably play in this Norseka qualifier uh, See you there. in the next few weeks, right? <laughs> Norseka championships, continental championships, yeah. Yeah, and then also Chicago, hopefully Hawaii we get into, and there's you know, there's, there's a nice little chunk of season here, so I think that's going to go by pretty quick, just jump right into it, and then looking back on it, it's going to be like, whoa, that was crazy. But right now I can't comprehend it. Yeah, so how long have you actually been like back in the sand training for because i know that a couple i mean a couple weeks ago you were still hitting your no jump shots by yourself right yeah the doctor allowed me to just get out there period like to do any kind of activity i just went straight out i was like at the park doing literally at at the park with like a bunch of kids setting into the basketball hoop hitting against the wall just working on arm swing mechanics a little bit of footwork and handwork with setting um, into the basketball hoop Um, just small stuff like that I'll get out in the sand and just hit standing shots just to get the contact down. Um, so I've been touching the ball for a few months now, like since June or something like that. 
and then I was able to like go easy and I was like playing defense for some guys here and there jumping in on USA practices um, through like July kind of here and there and then um, I've only been going really hard for this last like three four weeks where I'm like having full practices uh, but I still didn't have a partner, so I was just jumping in here and there. Played against you a few times. Um, and then, yeah, finally, like, what, not even a week ago, I convinced Trevor to play with me. <laughs> and uh, finally have a partner. Three and, practices in. Yeah. We've had three practices. Yeah, three practices so far. And, I mean, we grew up playing together, but we've probably played 99% of that against, against each other. Each other. Um, naturally, we're both the same position, same size. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> But, yeah, no, I mean, for, like, real full practices with a partner, it's been three practices. But I've been touching the ball and spending as much time around it as possible. And, Trev, that's somewhat of a risk for you, right? Because, I mean, you and Mayer weren't having quite the year that you would have right. wanted, but still, like, Mayer's really good. Health is not an issue. <laughs> I mean, try. I just had a good pitch. I had a really <laughs> good three pitch. practices in, so... Like, what What was the pitch? I'm really excited for you to let the fans know. And <laughs> what ultimately, like, sold you on it? Um, Number one thing was probably when me and tried smash you and came. So <laughs> <laughs> that was my tryout. That was a little tryout there. It was good enough to, you know, play a, a tournament, I think. Uh, but uh, I think just, um, I mean, just being around him for the last, you know, month. I mean, well, all year, but... The last month, I think he was he was cleared over a month ago, and he's been, you know, just doing training and stuff, and he seems to be doing a lot better. Um, and also, another thing was uh, we kind of originally talked um, on the down low about maybe just teaming up solely for the Hawaii event to get the wild card. Um, like if me and Mayor didn't do well in Manhattan or Chicago, um, and then uh, like last Sunday. Um, he just asked me, you know, if we wanted to just charge it and do those Chicago and Manhattan. And I was, I was thinking, I'm like, I mean, if we're going to do Hawaii anyways, might as well get some good practice, good, you know, time in together in tournaments before. So why not just kind of wing it and go for it? And, uh, that's kind of how, kind of how it went. And, uh, um, I, yeah, I'm, I couldn't be more stoked to play an event. I'm trying to think in my whole four and a half years playing on the tour, uh, I don't think I've been more excited to play an event. Um, so, yeah, this is really going to be fun. Yeah, because Manhattan is your favorite tournament. I mean, every time we talk, yeah, and you've had your year. Instagram countdown yeah. going yeah. on, and now you got, you're got playing with your boy. So I feel like the, the stars have kind of aligned for this one. Yeah, it has. You know, each year, Manhattan, for me, is by far my favorite tournament. And uh, it's been good to me as well. I've made Sunday every every single year and beaten uh, beaten the number one seed every tournament so far. Really? Yep. And uh, there's one person that has been on the opposite side as the one seed those entire four years, and that's Jake Gibb. If you're listening, so <laughs> I own you in Manhattan. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Manhattan's been good to me, and it's always a great tournament for. Uh, Beach volleyball, the fans, everyone—you you really can't beat it, um, except for this tournament in Hawaii. We'll see if that can beat it, but I'm stoked yeah. for for both of them. Yeah, I had yeah. good timing. I had good timing on asking Trevor. Yeah. He he's always running his mouth like, <laughs> like, "Let's go, get back out here." I was like, "All right," 
and then cheering against them in the last event somewhat on the down low. Like, <laughs> hey, let's see. Maybe if they do bad, I'll have a good pitch. <laughs> and then I was texting him like, hey, you were talking like, like you wanted to partner up. I think I'm ready to go. Let's go. And then I think that was basically my whole pitch. And then it was like, should be fun. Or that's it. And then I was sold. It's Elaborate. Just, you know, it's very elaborate. Sounds just like what the Lakers pitched to LeBron. It was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was no it's like pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And you guys are pretty familiar with the Manhattan Finals. The last three Manhattan Finals have featured at least one of you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously a special place for you guys. Are we going to see a Hawaii final this year? Whew. Yeah, I mean that's obviously the plan. Like Trevor's been in. A ton of AVP finals over the last two, three years. Um, and obviously that's where his expectations are. For me, I'm like, first coming out, I'm like, I just want to win this first match. Um, but it's ni- it's super nice for me to come out knowing that I have an elite partner, a partner that wants to be in the finals and all that, because me having to carry someone there or like convince someone that we're capable of that right off the bat would be really difficult. Now I just need to like try to play to his level and... I'm telling him, like, dude, you you carry me to this final. I got all the excuses in the world here. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's cool, too, because really we don't have, like, for us to get to the final would be pretty amazing, I think. I think the pressure's kind of off in that sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, if I ended up in the finals in even, my first yeah, event Even back, making Sunday like, would be a, good, a pretty big accomplishment yeah, for usually, his first tournament. Usually back. I'd be, like, super, like, I'm making Sunday on an AVP. Like, that's bottom line but um right now it's like go play have have fun i'm trying to have fun this first event get to play with this guy we can play a super unique style that neither of us i feel like have really gotten to play before and we've kind of like talked about it for years um which is just like we're basically always gonna have options to go on to whatever you know we can jump set we can run pushes we can both block and both play defense um, I'm just looking to go have some fun with it. Like it's there's gonna be some ugly plays. Like we saw me. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to like hand chowder a dig today that was just like fully Indoor like pass. brain fart. <laughs> yeah, just like a, yeah. It's there's some pretty bad stuff that I'm doing out there, um, but also some good stuff. I'm actually kind of surprised at how quickly my game's coming around, and we're winging it hard. Yeah, I mean, we're winging it. We're there's so many new aspects of the game in our partnership right now. Like, I know we've been playing our whole lives, but like how we're both gonna be doing some split blocking and playing some defense. Like neither of us have played defense on tour before, full you know, like majority of the time. And also, we're still figuring out who's the right side and left side. Like we'll probably end up both at some point being doing playing both sides. So there's literally just so many new things that are we're, that are firing at us. But I mean, at the same time, um, we're two of the only capable, two of the few people that are capable of you know handling the all-around aspects of the the volleyball game, uh, which I think is unique. Yeah. yeah, I think I I honestly wasn't considering playing like I've been playing a lot of defense coming out, and a lot of people are like I heard you're playing D. It was because my hands were hurting. Like it was a good way for me to get into the game. I got to watch a lot of defense this last few years. I, j- I just thought it would be good to see it from back there. But I wasn't like thinking, like, yeah, I'm coming back as a defender. The only reason I'm playing with Trevor is because 
we both have the ability to to play defense and to kind of play that all around game and um there's not really anyone else on tour. I'm mean, a few guys could do it for sure, but um I think our games are very similar in that sense and there's like I wouldn't have gone and played defense behind Doherty most likely right off the bat. And if I mean if you guys don't really know what you're doing there's no way the other team is going to know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's either. what like, I love. You're like, well, yeah. I'm I'm playing pretty bad on the right. Trev, hop over there. See yeah. how you do. Trevor's, Trevor, <laughs> I'm trying to learn his lingo. Like when he's calling for a set, sometimes he'll say nothing, and then other times he's like, oh, over here, yeah. oh, over there, yeah. there. I'm like, where the hell is that? Anywhere. That was like today. Anywhere. Yeah. Try try. I said, said anywhere. anywhere, and I just fired a bump set like ten feet off the net. So. He's like, you said anywhere. I'm like, God damn it. This link, this uh, our dialogue is going to be pretty bad. You'd think as like childhood best friends, you'd have this communication thing figured out. Well, like you said before, we're <laughs> majority of the time we're playing against each other. You know, True. yeah, we weren't. Li- uh, I don't think we were listening like to each other. Hell, I wasn't even p- paying attention to what his sets were like from a setter's perspective. Like I know what it looks like when Trevor hits from the blocker's perspective. So I like I know where to line up, and you know we both know what each other likes. But, like, from a setter's perspective, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize, like, he it kind of feels like setting Haydn with him, like, how much tempo he runs. For some yeah. reason, I just, like, didn't never ever put those two together. And I was like, wow, this feels much better setting Trevor yeah. than, like, some other guys who like these high sets and all that kind of jazz. And you, you probably didn't have any shortage of options. I mean, I know that there were a lot of people asking when you were coming back, when you could play. Mm-hmm. And... So you chose you chose a guy who plays the same side, who plays the same position. Yeah. What, what went into the decision making process in terms of you know instead of picking up say trying to steal Trevor's partner, right? Plays, yeah, you know? I know that's the more logical choice. <laughs> right. yeah. um, I mean, like I was saying earlier, it, it comes like with everything I went through and like had to step away from the game for so long. Is like the one of the biggest things I realized is that I just love to play the game. I just want to go enjoy it, and uh, this was by far the easiest way for me to go out there, enjoy my first event, first few events, whatever, and and then at the end of the day, I'm looking at it like, wow, this is also probably my best choice in terms of a guy who's been winning and like is playing at the highest level right now. So, hell, kill two birds with one stone. I've always talked like I can play. I'm always taking pride in my game being an all-around game from indoors to beach i had to get somewhat specialized to hide in system when i played with him and i would always but i would always be chirping like i could play d i could do you know because i played libero indoors and i take pride in that um but now is in a perfect opportunity and you know the expectations are low right now not that that really matters but i'm looking to have fun i get to go do something that i always wanted to do and i get to do it with my friend not bad. Did you uh, did you remember how to sign up for an AVP? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> we I had some issues. With that yeah, we too. had issues. Uh, I was that was my job to sign us up, and uh, I couldn't get it done because I didn't have a member number. I'm not a member of the AVP anymore. <laughs> so I was texting with the AVP, and uh, they sent me a number, and it didn't work. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, we'll just sign you up this time. We'll figure it out. <laughs> they gave me a break. <laughs> Nice welcome back present. Yeah, not bad. You can ignore the $100 registration fee. Yeah. Well, no, that that's probably still coming. Oh, yeah. They didn't give you that wild card. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> and with 
you having so much time off? You mentioned that a lot of good has come from it. You mentioned the podcast, but I know that you've done a lot of like personal development stuff on mm-hmm. your own end. What other elements just of yourself, of volleyball, whatever it may be, have you noticed that has been kind of a good byproduct of kind of having the last year, year and a half to sit out? Um, you know, man, managing stress, I think, is a huge thing. Um, I remember a few years ago and just like being young and on tour, I'm, you just want to win so freaking bad that you're just like all riled up the night before and like you build up all this like anger in you sometimes, you know, when you're playing against other players and uh, to win and to lose and all this. And when you really sit back and pay attention to it, which I had to over the last two years, it's like, you're riding these really highs and lows and that's a lot of, that's a big stress on your body. Um, so something that I've noticed coming back is just like, I can recognize that faster. Like, Oh wow, I'm getting stressed out. I'm getting anxious about this. I'm getting angry. Um, and that, all that stuff takes you away from your game. You want to be right at the baseline, not riding those highs and lows. So that's something that I've noticed translated that has already kind of translated to the court. Um, but there's also this pressure that I'm feeling to, I'm like, I learned so much after over these last years. I, you know, I wrote all these notes and read all this stuff and I got to apply it all like in Manhattan or like in this practice. And then I'm smart enough now to like step back and be like, no, you don't like whatever you learned is going to apply itself. Like there's no pressure to, cause you know, I feel like I wasted all that time if I didn't, if I don't get to apply all that stuff right away. But I've also learned to not buy into that. That's like the natural thing to do. Um, so I'm, like I said, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what game's going to come out. Today I felt like crap in the first half of practice, and then we ended up pretty much we we're winning. We had to end early today, but uh, we were winning at the end of the we're About to win we were, the set, yeah. We were about to win the set, and then uh, we had to call it early for reasons we can't explain. Yeah, not for, <laughs> not for your own health reasons. No, no, not for our health way. reasons. Um, but um, the opposing team's health reasons, but we won't <laughs> say who. Yeah, just yeah. For, yeah. We'll dangle that out there. Yeah. yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know what game's gonna come out, but I'm just trusting it. That's kind of the biggest thing I'm going with is just trust. What happens happens. I'm ser- I have like in the back of my head like man like. I really just want to get through these like two matches. Don't go one, two barbecue. But then like this other side of my head is dreaming like, yep, like we're going to win this fucking event. And like, <laughs> sorry, I had to swear. <laughs> it's our first F word. Sorry. Yeah. Like I, my mind just goes there. Like I've been in the finals the last two times I played there. Trevor's in the finals the last time. How can my mind not go there? So it, it's, it's a huge swing and I'm just like, all right, whatever happens, happens. I hope we have fun. Hopefully I can just bring out the best in this guy, Trevor, because um, that'll make things a lot easier on me if he's playing his best ball. Um, but yeah, no pressure. We're just here to slay the dragons. I like that. <laughs> and Trev is a much different partner than your old one in Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, Trev talks significantly more than Hayden. <laughs> um, definitely a, a different style of talks game. Talks the net more. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I think just in terms of team dynamic, because obviously in Try is much different than anyone you've played with, too. Because, I mean, Taylor and John probably say less than Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. So both of you guys are having two extremely different partner dynamics. I'm sure that that's probably pretty fun yeah. to get going. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
even playing with Mayer, I would think Mayer is a little more similar to um, to Haydn in terms of like that kind of calm and kind of quiet demeanor. I but don't then know. can also uh, maybe maybe try knows more, <laughs> but just from like yeah, I guess Haydn is kind of yeah Haydn will yell at you, um, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, like try is definitely different than, uh, both my brother and Rosie and John. Um, I mean, he's one of my best friends, so it's obviously going to be a lot naturally just easier to play with him than any other guy. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, there's really no downside of this whole thing. I think one thing I've, one thing I've noticed is like, it's easy to play with someone that like, uh, that matches your competitive drive. And like shows it the same way. So like, I don't not to like speak down on on their partnership that they had before, but like for Trevor to be so fiery and want it so bad, like, and be putting all that energy out, and then Mayer's, he wants it. Like, of course he's competitive and he's he's a winner, but he doesn't like show it as much. So you have like Trevor like talking to the crowd and like talking crap to the other players and like just like. I want this so bad and showing it and John's kind of just like, you know, in his own little bubble, like not showing it. For me, I'd be like, it's a little draining. Like if I'm like wanting it this bad and you're not matching that energy. Um, so I think we kind of both have that for sure. Like I, we're competitive on the court. Like I don't, I don't want Trevor to be carrying me. We can get competitive with each other on the same side of the net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll realistically, we'll probably be talking shit to each other. Because, <laughs> I mean, shoot, if he's, he's not, if he's not carrying my weight a little bit this tournament, <laughs> then come on. Been doing some extra back exercises <laughs> all week. So. If, <coughs> if I end up carrying him through a match, he's going to hear about it. Let's just yeah, put it that for way. Sure. <laughs> I gotta, that's another challenge I have to worry about. <laughs> that's the funny thing about playing with someone that, you're really close with because you can be it's funny how it works with like best friends you can be way meaner to your best friend than you can with just like a guy that you're sort of friends with because you guys are that close and i know like watching phil and nick play like nick overset phil against latvia in uh huntington and phil looked over it and he was just like that was a really good set there nick and (laughs) it'll just be funny to watch you guys play because i feel like there'll be plenty of that just given how close you guys are i thought that worked to nick and phil's advantage a lot Especially at this point in their career where, like, Phil doesn't want to hear it from anyone. Yeah. Like, like you saw him with Raji, and, like, he's just not going to hear it. Like, he knows what he's capable of and, and what he does wrong. You don't have to tell him. But he also is playing with his best friend, Nick, who he knows is a little crazy and just, like, wound up. And he just needs to scream at him every once in a while. So <laughs> Phil's just like, yeah, get it out, dude. I know you got to get it out. Just yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he just go ahead. it out. And Phil just <laughs> you know, doesn't listen. Yeah, he just works. doesn't listen. But, like... <laughs> But also, like, Nick will, Phil needs that. He needs someone to wake him up sometimes. Like, this is the time to go. Like, go be the beast right now. Uh, So that works really well for them. Yeah. We're going to pause the show there to take a quick second to give a shout out and a massive thank you to all of our sponsors. We love you guys for sponsoring the show. And for our listeners, uh, it's kind of crazy that the AVP season is coming to an end. Uh, sort of. And the fact that it's coming to an end means one thing that you probably need to re-up on your volleyballs because if you play as much as I do or as much as a lot of these players do, your volleyballs are probably beat to hell. So go to Wilson Volleyball and get 20% off of all of your purchases using our discount code WilsonSand. Again, that's 20% off using our discount code WilsonSand. 
This show is also brought to you, as always, by our guys at VolleyballMag.com. They are your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. They got indoor covered. They got beach covered, whether it's from Stad to Hermosa Beach. Ed Chan has the best pictures in the game. Lee Feinswag has the most insightful interviews. Every now and then, I contribute something that might be worthless, might be worthwhile reading. I'm not sure, but if you're looking for volleyball news, make sure to go to VolleyballMag.com, your daily digital news source for all things volleyball. We would also like to welcome Volley Camp Hermosa as a new sponsor of the show. If you're listening, you've probably heard of Volley Camp Hermosa. It is the place to go to get better at beach volleyball. Whether you are planning a trip to Hermosa Beach, California, the mecca of beach volleyball, or live locally, they have professional coaches to take your game to the next level. For those making the beach volleyball pilgrimage, they offer week-long adult training camps that are the complete beach volleyball experience. If you live locally or you can't join a camp, you can take their weekly classes and or private training. All levels are welcome, from A to AAA to open. Sign up online at www.volleycamphermosa.com. I'll say that one more time, www.volleycamphermosa.com. Or for more information, you can just give them a call. It is 234-PLAY-VCH. Or you can email them. Info at volleycamphermosa.com. We will see you guys on the sand. And of course, we always love our sponsors at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com because if your financial plan goes beyond making it into the main draw of an AVP volleyball tournament, check out our online planning tool at PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. We all know that you beach volleyball players need to put that oodles of prize money somewhere. You might as well start it with Pacific Coast Wealth Management. So when you get to the site, click on their link, build your financial plan here, and work with a licensed fiduciary advisor who can discuss everything from 401ks, IRAs, life insurance, estate plans, tax strategy, social security, investments, or good old stock tips, also known as a lot of stuff that beach volleyball players genuinely don't know a whole lot about, which is why we need the help with our guys at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. Business owners who need to offer benefits, retirement, or pension plans for their employees partners or themselves you can give them a call too or 529 college savings or roth ira for your kids did you know that you can give fifteen thousand a year to your kid i know when i was a kid i wouldn't have minded that start with your favorite volleyball player by connecting with us at pacific coast wealth management on instagram or www.pacificcoastwealthmanagement.com or you can give them a call 949-637-7052 again that is 949-637-7052 A lot of the listeners of the show are professional athletes, and as we all know, you cannot have enough recovery, which is why the show is also brought to you by our good friends at FireflyRecovery.com. So what Firefly Recovery is, it is a wearable device that simulates blood flow throughout the damaged or sore or afflicted area, say a knee. And what you do, you just strap it on and it helps you recover much faster. So when you are on that 12-hour flight to Stad or a 36-hour trip to South Africa, you can put this on and you're not going to get that super sore, kind of swollen feeling that you get after you fly on planes. Actually, you can make your plane, you can make your trip productive by putting on Firefly Recovery, helping heal up that area, getting off, and you're going to be playing the best volleyball of your life. So give them a visit at fireflyrecovery.com. Let us know what you think and use the discount code SANDCAST in all caps for a 10% off. All right, that is SANDCAST, all caps, for 10% off at fireflyrecovery.com. And now, back to the show. 
and Trev, we, we talked about, you know, the differences that Try saw in himself over the past year, but I'm sure that you've probably seen Try go through a lot just as being a friend just around him. So, like, how have you seen Try kind of change and shift and evolve a little bit as a person and now as a volleyball player too? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely one of the tougher things to see, you know, to see someone go through. Like, you can't imagine yourself going through something, missing out on a whole year and a half of, of of your you know your job and your your love um and yeah seeing him last year I mean when it first started like just him like losing you know all his weight and basically just his muscles his arms <laughs> were like as skinny as my legs pretty much <laughs> usually was, that'd be good if we weren't yeah. talking about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it was it's, it was crazy just to see how his body changed so drastically um and then seeing him these last few months of getting healthy and putting weight back on and, you know, getting more stoked on, on life in general and on the game too, you know, being able to play again. Um, I mean, every time I'm injured, it's, it's literally the worst, the worst thing, no matter, no matter the injury, all, every single injury sucks, you know, especially when you can't and it takes you out of the game. Um, so really your health is, you know, one of the most important things in your life, at least for me. Um, so that's when I actually stress more, when I'm not, if I'm injured, you know, way more when I'm injured than, you know, anything else. Um, so I, you know, I couldn't, can't really, I can't speak for him, but yeah, it's just one of the toughest things you could, you could go through. Um, especially for that long in that span of time, missing all that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, just glad, glad, glad he's back, glad he's on the, the, uh, the rise back and, uh, excited. Yeah. And I feel like, Go ahead, try. It's, it's cool too, cause uh, like luckily enough, we're both from Hawaii. We both live down here just to play volleyball, basically in the South Bay. We live a few blocks away, and I was bored as hell these last freaking year and a half. And luckily, Trevor was like the one friend, probably the friend who came over the most and like spent time with me. Just to like, I was pretty boring. Like I couldn't go out and do activities like we normally do. But at least just sit on the couch with me and just. Shoot the shit. Eat, things. Eat, eat a lot of food and just like <laughs> yeah. be dumb. But uh, that stuff helped a lot too. But So we got to spend a lot of time together these last two years. So hopefully that translates onto the court too. And it's, you know, Trev, you mentioned that being injured is incredibly frustrating. But, you know, say you have a, a shoulder injury, like you can at least do stuff to rehab it. Right. Try how frustrating was it to be hurt and your rehab prescription was do nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah like i feel like especially for you like you live on your feet and moving like when we were in bear valley we were talking about how like i was getting antsy because i hadn't exercised mm -hmm. and you were like yeah it's addicting i was like well it's not the worst addiction then you're like it is when you can't yeah exactly and i was like damn like how frustrating was it that like that was your rehab that you had like to do nothing yeah you know like when you've been in the house too long all day that was him every day. Try doing that <laughs> and then being like, but now I can't leave. Yeah. And then repeating that every day pretty much. You know, I, it was basically that. Like, that's what it was like. And I'm, I mean, everyone that knows me and grew up with me is like, I'm pretty damn ADD. I come from a family that's pretty much addicted to working out. Like, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Um, yeah, man, it's intense. That's why I had to go like internal with everything and have to like try to really figure out a way to cope with it because it was it was getting too much. I had a, luckily I had a lot of support. Luckily, like 
Trev would like come over and just hang out just to hang out. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it sucked for a while. <laughs> like we, it's so frustrating because I also had that drive. Like I just finished the Olympic quad where I, where I almost got to go and coming out of it, like have that, my ego is just huge. Like I'm ready to go be the top team in the U S like I thought I was that guy, you know, for the U S. Um, and then just like, well, I'm still willing to work hard. I'm still ready to put the work in, but what do I do? And it's like, do nothing. Like, well, I need to do something. Like, I need to work hard and feel fulfilled. Um, but eventually I got the, got a hang of it. And uh, now, I'm, now I just, like, it naturally progressed. So, like, I ease my way into being able to be active again. And every day is good. I don't have that same, like, deep, like, anxious feeling, like, in my heart where I, my heart rates up because I'm just so anxious to, like, do something. But I'm just sitting around. So it's, it's good. Yeah. I want to give you like a world of credit too. So I've known you for about a year and I don't think I've heard you complain literally a single time, hmm. which is pretty remarkable. Maybe we should ask Gabby. Considering, <laughs> yeah, maybe Gabby might be a different case, <laughs> but I mean, you had like every reason to kind of mope and feel sorry for yourself and I never heard you complain once. Yeah. So I'd say that's pretty darn impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely like a goal of mine. I, I just... Th- think it's not productive like you complain about it it doesn't get better if you try to find a way to make the most of it at least you feel like you've brought something positive out of it Um, it just makes you feel better when you uh, act that way and think of things that way I think uh, for sure my parents are like that type my mom for sure actually more my mom my mom's very much that way like nothing's ever wrong and like she'll she'll like she needs hip surgery she needed hip surgery for like two years before she got it she's like i'm good like no worries everybody don't worry about me like no like we're worrying (laughs) no no no. i'm good let's let's worry about you guys like you know so that's kind of in my family blood and i mean autoimmune diseases are i don't know a whole lot about them but i know that they're incredibly complex and i don't like it's not like you just cure one Right, it doesn't just like wash away. It's not like yeah. a fever where it, right. where it disappears. Did you? Was there ever a thought that you might not be able to play volleyball again, or did that not not even cross your mind? Yeah, it no, it creeped into my mind often, but like like that attitude we were kind of just talking about. I think I just didn't let it. I was just like, if that's the case, then that'll be the case. But it's not right now. So why am I spending time thinking about that? It's stupid. And plus the stuff I had been studying is like your body will follow where your mind goes. So if your mind, um, if I'm picturing myself feeling the way I want to feel, if I'm picturing myself healthy and active and all that stuff, then your body kind of follows suit. But if you let all that negativity in and you start picturing yourself like, man, I'm going to be sitting on the couch and I'm going to be miserable and all this stuff. And then your brain kind of associates it with when you're on the couch or like whatever, you know, and you start creating that actual life for yourself. So by staying positive, uh, I think I just kind of made my body like work back towards being healthy again. And yeah, like you said, autoimmune disease, like I still don't even know what the hell. I, <laughs> like, I've heard all the doctors. I don't even know don't what the hell happened knows. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, can you guys just admit that you don't know? Because I just listened to you for a half an hour, doc, and I don't know what, still don't know what's happening. Um, so yeah, I'm just assuming that 
it's gonna all go okay. And if there's a little hiccups here and there, we'll deal with it. But I mean, I've been feeling pretty good. No reason to 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 think that that it's not gonna go well. Right. And now that you guys are here playing Manhattan, which not a bad place to make your debut. Yeah, this it, the timing is crazy. It's pretty cool that that it's all coming together like this without me like really having to try to do it. It kind of just came together. Yeah. Now you you had like sort of kind of debated trying to jump into Hermosa. Yeah. What it, swayed you out of that and made you delay it to Manhattan? Just it's all instinct, just conscience. Like, yeah. I'm just like nothing. My body didn't make me go make that text or like, you know, I brought it up to guy. I was like, I feel like I could do it. Like maybe I could, but just like, I don't have that. Like, yeah, let's go pull the trigger. Uh, and then when Manhattan came around, I was like, there's no better other time. Like if we're going to test it, let's test it. Let's, yeah. put, let's like get this car on the road, you know, um, waiting wasn't going to help at that point. I was like, wow, I guess, now that I think of it, like, this is the time. Let's do this. And then freaking Trevlar, you've been talking talking for a while about this. <laughs> so are we, are we actually going to run it or what? <laughs> Let's go run it. Baby court style. Yeah. yeah. And our, our very first podcast episode was with you called uh, the Buddha tribe. Yeah. What, what kind of tribe born do we have now? Ooh. I mean, like I said, I don't know what the hell is going to come out. Yeah, I guess we'll see, we'll see this weekend, huh? Yeah. I think we're going to see. I, I don't have... Every day has been so different that I'm just like sitting back like, let's see what happens. I have no idea what's going to come out. I guess we'll have to see. Right. And with you two, I know obviously a new partnership. You've had a full three practices in. Um, and you've mentioned that you wanted to play the rest of the AVPs, Hawaii maybe get into some FIVBs, like, are you guys thinking that this might be something long-term? Is it just sort of, let's have fun, try, let's get back on the sand? Or is this like a 2020 contender right here? (laughs) I think it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I mean, at the end of, we definitely want to commit to playing with each other for the end of this season. Um, And then I think, like, we do what any team really does and re- reevaluate and see if uh, we want to make that 2020 push and uh, tries feeling good and healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I couldn't be more, like I said before, I couldn't be more excited for these next, for this tournament and these next, you know, I think it's like five or four or five events that we could get under our belts and uh, do some damage. And it's going to be, it's going to be a process, but it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Um, challenging at the same time yeah I think it's safe to say that we're both both of our eyes are on Tokyo for sure mm-hmm. whether that's together or separate we'll see but that's definitely somewhere we want to go yeah. yeah you know that 2016 like you didn't even expect to make a run at that and then you and Hayden started playing really really well yeah. and you're like oh this is di- this is a real thing that could happen yeah no not at all I didn't think about it at all because I was just a rookie in the beginning of the quad. Um, but then when Olympic qualification came around, we were a top two, three team. So we're like, well, I guess naturally we're going for the Olympics now. Like, wow, that was sweet. Because uh, I wasn't even basically a professional beach volleyball player at, during the 2012 games. Right. Um, and then coming into this, this quad, I was like fully like, this is my quad. Time to take over the old guys 
Game's yeah. feeling good, all that. And then, you know, this whole thing happened. Does, now, does knowing that Olympics is a real possibility, like, at the beginning of the quad, because you'll be healthy for the very first Olympic qualification event, does that change how you look at it? Um, at the quad? At the Olympics? Right. Um, I definitely see it differently than I did two years ago. I mean, it's kind of like... I don't want to say pressure's off. It's just my own pressure that I put on myself is off. Like, it's more like I get to go make that run this time. Not like I need to go be that guy. I need to qualify. Like, I'm not going to use the excuse of having this disease and all that because I completely plan on being fully healthy. And at this point, I'm going to have a bunch, a few events under my belt by the time, well, I guess Olympic qualification's already starting, but by the time 2019 season starts, um, so there's really no excuses, but at the same time, it's like odds are stacked against me. Right. And I got, uh, I got, I mean, I'm straight back into qualification. So same thing. Just see what happens. Try to stay present with it, you know, and, and let everything that I've learned. And, and there's so much, like our game, our teams, like the teams are going to change up. Our games are going to, our styles are going to be different. I don't even know what position I'm playing everything is going to change. There's no point in like trying to invest into the like 2020 year at this point. Right. And Trev, that kind of applies to you too. So this is your first, 2020 will be your first legitimate yep. run yeah, at the Olympics. Me, uh, I didn't even start playing world tour till 2000, like middle of 2015. So right. You, you and Taylor had, started like yeah. Norsecas and doing. Yeah, we did Norsecas. So me and Taylor's first event, first FIVB event was the last one of 2015 so we had we only had like five tournaments under our belts before the Olympics started so there, there was it wasn't even really in our heads to try and qualify you know it wasn't possible really um so yeah this will be my first run at it um yeah I'm stoked and it's, uh, these last two years were pretty interesting just having new partners and stuff like that but if there's a time for that, it's definitely, it was definitely now than yeah. <laughs> during the the qualifying season. Um, yeah. So like I said, hopefully we can get some good, uh, good finishes under our belts and, uh, you know, tune this bad, badass team up <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and see where it goes. And I mean, like if everything falls into place there, there's no one else I'd rather make the run with than, yeah. than him. Uh, one of my best friends, so yeah. Hawaii would blow up if yeah. we made it together. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sick. <laughs> if if you guys make a run and and Jake and Taylor make oh, it, get bruh. three of the baby court boys in there. Yeah. <laughs> we could get parades down Kalakaua <laughs> yeah. Avenue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'd funny. have to go get a medal maybe yeah. for a parade. Try <laughs> what's what's the status of your FIVB points? Do you know? Yeah, so they're gonna give me back um, about seventy five percent of my points. Okay. Um, and so it kind of sucks because the certain finishes are actually worth more. For example, a first place um, back when I was playing in 2016 is worth less than a first place yeah. in the equivalent event now. So everyone else's points are, are higher. Um, so it's really like I'm getting back like 60% of my points. Because um, of inflation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically inflation. Um, but... No, I'm grateful that they're going to give me my points back. I just have to play before February 2019, 
uh, because that was the first event I pulled out was Fort Lauderdale um, 2017. So they're going to give me a full two-year injury period, which is the standard protocol. Um, so yeah, I just have to play before then, which I plan on doing at least at least in the um, Las Vegas event that just got came out. That's pretty cool. Not bad. Have you guys have you guys ever played a tournament in Vegas? No. They no, didn't never. have any. Last time they had it was like way before we were on tour. Yeah, AVP 20, early 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Dude, so cool. <laughs> they had it on the strip. Vegas. They had it right off the strip too, right? In one of the parking lots. I think it was Caesars Palace. I think it was Caesars. So, you know, you, you can't beat that oh, it was foot Caesars? traffic. That's yeah. rad. I think, um, is this one MGM? Is it? I have, I have no, no idea. idea. I, I know like... Um, um, for sure. Leonard Amato's events, World World Series or whatever, was sponsored by MGM. So I think they do have their feet in the door there. But yeah, I don't know. It's a rumor. Yeah. Well, Vegas is going to be awesome. Yeah, Not a bad stoked. place to make your FIVB debut. My brother lives either. there too. <laughs> My brother lives out there, so I'm stoked to go visit him. I got, well, we're going to qualify, so that, we'll, we'll have a hotel, but, yeah, and that's, but I can stay with him before. Yeah, that's also the last event of the uh season so after that it'll be we'll have a nice little party too in vegas yeah. oh <laughs> maybe i'll even uh, have a few drinks then yeah <laughs> usually i'm yeah is your uh, down low is your diet changing at all or are you still strictly with the no fun diet <laughs> uh nah i'm i'm not changing it there's just no yeah. point you know it's i'm feeling good and it's working so like i'm not gonna like yeah let's introduce alcohol back in yeah and, like let's push this thing no i'm eating as clean as ever i'm uh calorie intake has gone way up i'm eating it's i forgot how much i eat as an athlete like i was eating like just normal small little portion like one scoop of rice a little piece of chicken some veggies that's like unheard of as you guys know yeah nowadays when you're actually playing now it's like probably legit eating twice as much food Um, but all good food and um, trying to put weight on that's the biggest thing because I feel when I first came out like I legit felt fragile like I hurt myself just like peppering it's so weird but now that I put 20 pounds on actually I, I reached my goal weight by the way uh, yesterday 192 um, and I just like yeah like I can go throw myself in the sand and do weird awkward things and not hurt myself so 192 is your fighting weight yeah, it used to be 195, but my trainer set it at 192, and I hit it, so it's good timing. What do you play at? Same, pretty much same, anywhere from 190 to 194, yeah. Man, we're the exact sh- same height. I should cut some weight. Exact same height <laughs> and same weight right now, so. I'm playing, yeah. at, I'm playing at 210, so maybe I should drop that down. My weight's <laughs> in my legs, his is in his upper body, yeah. I think. <laughs> You're 210? 210, come on. I was man. to start the year. I probably Damn. dropped a little bit. Too I many eat a crab cakes, man. I eat a lot of food. Come on. I like crab cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of being light, but I'm also, I've been super skinny my whole life. Like, I've never had a big upper body or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, to each his own. You, f- you find your weight, you figure out what you feel best at and play there. Yeah. I mean, speaking of food, I don't want to keep us from the barbecue for too much longer here. Oh, yeah. Has it? I know when I was talking to Gabby the other day, she was like, you know, it hasn't sunk in yet. And it probably yeah. won't until she kind of like hears your name called. Has it sunk in that like you're back? You're making a comeback? Uh, there's little moments that pop up, like you saying that right now. Yeah. That, that kind of make me like, whoa, that's crazy. I, I definitely would not be surprised if there was a few emotional moments. I got family coming in like 
people are flooding in. I'm actually not even going to stay at my house. I'm going to stay at my in-laws because I have so much family <laughs> coming to my house. Uh, and to see them there, and I know it, it's emotional for them. Like They keep like commenting on pictures and like texting me like, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. I'm like, I'm like this is going to be tough seeing all you guys at, on the court, uh, especially if they throw me on stadium and give me a nice little intro. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a, I think those will be the moments where I'm like, Oh crap, this is real. This is been thinking about this one for a while. Yeah. And I mean, if all goes well, I mean, Hagen will make it out of the qualifier and we might get reseated right into you first round. Oh, yeah. there we go. There we go. That would be Sandcast fun. Battle. <laughs> Sandcast battle. <laughs> we got it's, new tattoos. It is a possibility. Yeah. We do have some new Sandcast tats. That would be fun, man. Yeah. I'd probably wear my born shorts. It's funny because <laughs> in some of the qualifiers and half the qualifiers have either worn your crab shorts yeah. or yeah. your shorts. We've been uh, we've been decking <laughs> Travis out. I'm just living You've off the land. Lots of crabs. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting lots of heckles for that too. It's kind of funny. I was watching one of your matches that you're wearing my board shorts. Yeah, and everyone's just talking, calling you try and yeah. like born jokes the whole. They time. just called me Mini Try the whole day for her. Yeah, Mini Mini Try. That's got 20 pounds on me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they could call me whatever they want if i make it through the qualifier i don't care yeah there you go yeah. exactly um just want to wrap up with you know one more question for each of you since actually we didn't ask either of you uh on the first time you guys went around um so before we get to our final question we're going to do a wilson giveaway so we're going to ask our users to comment on the Sandcast podcast Instagram, which is at Sandcast underscore podcast, and come up with the best team name for Try and Trevor. Just comment with your team name. I don't know. Who wants to pick the winner? You guys will choose it together. Trevor. I'll choose. All right. Yeah. Trevor is choosing <laughs> the team name. So comment on our Instagram with the team name for Try and Trev. Uh, we'll decide that maybe sometime after Manhattan when they settle down and are done celebrating after winning and getting their yep. name on the pier. Yep. Um, I like the ring of that. <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll get to our final question since, try you've been on it for however many episodes we have, about 50. You've never even answered our own final question. Oh, yeah. We'll start with you. If you had to give one piece of advice to any up-and-coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? You'd think I'd have an answer ready. <laughs> <laughs> you'd think. Um... One piece of advice. Uh, I think do the work uh, off the court that makes you uh, kind of know why you're playing. Uh, you know, if you love playing just to play a ton of volleyball and, and you're not, maybe you're not in it to win, like it's good, or sorry, not to, everyone's in it to win, but like to like play at the highest level or like compete and, and win every single match and, and go play on stadium and, and, get all the sponsors and all that big stuff that comes with being a pro admit that to yourself and then plan your career and the way that you play and the tournaments that you play on and what how you practice based on that um so you can just enjoy it the best way you can like I've sat out this last year and, and I've been able to figure out that I just love the professional part of it like I love the the more pressure the better I like the training when no one's around the lifting part of it all the stuff that I saw like my old football idols like Jerry Rice and Brett Favre growing up, you know, all those guys, the stuff that they got to do, that's the stuff that fascinates me. So I kind of enable, am able to um, shift my training and everything based on that. But there's other pros out there that love that stuff. But 
they'd rather play more and, and play in all these fun tournaments or like get reps a different way. Um, but I just think it's important to really think about who you are, where you come from, um, and how can you create that lifestyle and surround yourself by people that are going to help you become that player, that person. I like it. Cool. And Trev, Hawaiian number two. Yep. Uh, I was just kind of thinking about this recently, but as in terms of myself and how I like to approach the game, there's hard work and then there's also smart work. And smart work, I think, is just as good, but if not more important than hard work. If someone out like works harder than me, I could be okay with that, but I'm gonna outsmart you and work that um, work that way. Like in terms of off the court, taking care of your body, eating the right stuff, um, rehabbing, like stuff like that isn't hard work, you know. But it's the smart work, and that's gonna really um, make your career last long. And also stuff like on the court stuff, being able to outsmart your opponent and really beach volleyball. Um, it's kind of like a chess game. My, my brother had said that before, but uh, yeah, it comes down to those little intangibles. Um, the mind is just as uh, important as the heart. So I think that's a good piece of advice. When did you begin to make that difference between hard work and smart work? Because I'm like just now sort of beginning to whittle it down from like, all right, got to play like seven days a week yeah, to catch yeah. up to Me now. Too. I'm Me like, too. okay, well, I need to make my legs survive. Yeah. So maybe let's do four days a week and stretch yeah. for a couple of days. Yeah, um, I, was, I was definitely playing my first year on tour, definitely practicing way more um, on the sand than I do now, like in terms of the hours um, and lifting way more too and harder, um, heavier weights. Um, but uh, yeah, now it's all about, you know, taking care of your body and um, getting the getting the quality reps in at practice, um, but I think, like I said before, the stuff off the court and how you take care of yourself is more important than uh, you know how hard you work on the court. Learning how to talk to the massage therapist to know what you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I extended, uh, made this podcast about an hour late today because I was on the. Um, I got an opportunity to jump on the massage table, so I had, I had to take it. Sorry, boys. Smart work. Yeah, I had, yeah. one too, <laughs> had one too at 3 o'clock, so I was here. Travis? Yeah. I, uh, I rolled out. Hey, I rolled out. That's huge. Yep. There you go. That's a start. I then sat in some traffic on the way <laughs> up here. <laughs> Tighten those hips right back up. Yeah. Standard. <laughs> We're and, all learning here. That's what it's all about. And try, I want to add one question for you. If you had to give a piece of advice to someone overcoming an injury... Mm-hmm. Just either a mindset, a trick, something. What would that be? Because I mean, I don't think anyone knows better than you at this point. Yeah, uh, the the word that's been coming to mind, and and it's from you know countless other people talk about it, but is it's reframing, reframe the situation. Yes, it, it totally. You could see it as negative. Anyone can see it as negative. That's the easy way to see it. Um, but what positives can come out of it? You know, like are there are there things that maybe you haven't taken advantage of watching film uh, ever and you always thought you should do more of that but you never really did it because it didn't work into your schedule well now is your opportunity to do that and if you do it and you uh, learn a bunch about that and then you can come back now you're a good player and you're really good at studying film so now you're better off than you were before so just find those little ways to to reframe it and turn it into a positive for yourself 
There we go. I think you've done that pretty well. Now we got Manhattan coming up. Yeah, we actually uh, we're I have a um, a pretty good uh, buddy of mine who's actually editing a documentary that we've been trying to collecting footage for over the last like year or two, and that's kind of the um, that's the kind of the main theme of it is like trying to turn this whole thing into a positive. And we got some cool footage and stuff, so I think that's coming out in the next month or so. Yeah, we'll keep our listeners posted on that for I sure. Will. Yeah, my social media will be <laughs> popping. All right, boys. Well, this has been fun. Let's go make some food. Good luck in Manhattan, and hopefully I'll see you in main draw. All right, and someone's getting a free volleyball. Yep, true. So hit us up on Instagram. Let us know the team name for trying track. Cheers. Ladies.